Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is VSIN's Best Bets, giving you VSIN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN. Ongoing coverage here of DraftKings Network Super Week live from Las Vegas, the site of this year's Super Bowl. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, huge show lined up for you over the next three hours. Great guests, including Matt Humans in 45 minutes, some of his favorite Super Bowl props. We're going to have a pro gambler in today, Randy McKay, who was excellent on the NFL. He's in studio later on. Derek Stevens, owner of this unbelievable casino, and Arash Marchese, who's covering the Super Bowl a little bit later on as well. So is this really going to be an issue again this year, Paulie, potentially here? I know that the storyline yesterday turned into the differences here between the Chiefs playing surface because they're the designated home team for the Super Bowl, which means they get to go and play at the Raiders or practice at the Raiders facility, which is inside and it's beautiful. Meanwhile, the designated road team here, San Francisco, they have to go and play outside on UNLV's practice field. And oh, by the way, we got so much rain here in the city yesterday. It was insane um, to give you an idea of that. And it's going to rain again today. On the mountain, 45 minutes from here, there was an avalanche. Did you see about this? Five people were trapped Mm -hmm. and they had more than a foot of snow in an hour. And then that turns into rain as it comes down. And, you know, it doesn't rain that hard here in Las Vegas like ever. So it just happens to be doing this now in Super Bowl week, which is nuts. And think about this for a second here. The Super Bowl surface last year was a major story between the Chiefs and the Eagles. The surface, and you kept bringing this up, the week after the Niners got by the Packers, they were playing at home in the rain. I get it. Like, this is going to be in a dome in a stadium for the Super Bowl, but the Niners were not prepared with the cleats in that game, and the Packers were. Right. So is this going to be like a thing during the game where players are sliding all over the field again? Like last year in Arizona when they were not ready with the field surface? Yeah, too slick. And maybe that's the case, too, because we've had issues, several issues with the field out here. And it looked terrible for the Raider Bronco game to oh. close the season. So yeah. they bring in a new field and bring in new people. Maybe they call George Toma. But then you got the field sitting out in the rain all day. And then it's going to rain again today. But I, I don't trust the field. You know, And this is a billion-dollar operation. I got one team working out in the rain at the UNLV facility. I got the other team inside the Chiefs at the Raiders facility. You know, what are we doing here? Which, and again, we've lived there for over 20 years. The UNLV facilities, I talked to Mike Pritchard, who grew up here. He couldn't believe they weren't practicing. The 49ers weren't at Gorman, the high school with all the money here, where the rich parents send their kids to go. Uh Because UNLV, Mike Sanford used to coach here, and he was fired. And at his press conference, he blamed the locker rooms for one of the reasons why he got we have the worst locker rooms in the country, he said, in horrible facilities on the way out the door. So uh, that I can't believe they're practicing 
at UNLV on that field with those, those facilities. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are inside. Nothing to worry about here. And it rained yesterday and it's going to rain today. Yet this is a billion-dollar operation. So now we have to handicap here in this game if the Chiefs, what they learned from last year's Super Bowl to adjust with the cleats just in case is a problem. And then what did the 49ers yeah. learn from two weeks ago playing the Packers on a rainy surface if Good it's point. going to be a problem for them? I know. I hope My it's not God. the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if the field's a big story Here's again. Here's another one to tie it in. We got news this week that the 2026 World Cup is going to be played at MetLife. And the reaction was incredible because people were just saying it's the worst possible place. It's outrageous. It's, it really is stupid to why have would it there. You, why would you even take a chance with weather, too, with what's on For the sure. line? Go Los Angeles, go something like that. Go here, whatever. But right. And then it's notorious for having arguably the worst turf in the entire like country. So because of the FIFA rules, soccer players are not allowed to play on turf. They're going to change it up and play on grass for all these things for that event. Yeah. For all of them. them. Yeah. But they don't do that for the NFL. I just it's so mind boggling that we're sitting here in 2024 and this is still a thing. Yeah. Goodell was asked about that yesterday, too. Good job by the reporters that were there. So that's a fiasco as well. Now, the other thing you have is is what, if this wasn't bad enough, what the 49ers were dealing with. And they complained and, and again, went after the field and, and the facilities and what was going on at UNLV. The NFL installed a sod field on top of the current field turf surface. The sod field was installed last week. The NFL hardness score for fields averages 78 with no field score being less than 70. The field was in the 50s, according to reports what the Niners were on. So they were concerned. Shanahan said, quote, it is what it is. Oh, great. But this is another thing where they go, and the players had issues from the get-go with with some seams and then the softness and all this. So that was a problem, too. I also asked Pritchard, you know, what do you think of this? You played nine years in the league. You were a first-round pick, wide receiver. He said the the game plan was put in last week. This is just fine-tuning, so maybe no big deal. But that's another thing, another Another weird distraction. It's something you have to encounter, which shouldn't happen week of the Super Bowl. Well, it just, it's a strange look for a business that is worth this much money to have the Super Bowl. And you, one team's got to be outside on a college field. And you happen to have really yes. poor conditions here. Now, yes. again, but they also said, Shanahan, we're not going to change anything. So this was Adam Schefter describing the situation here, the ongoing field situation uh, with the practice fields yesterday on ESPN. I think there are a couple of options that are being discussed. I think... You know, the the Niners would prefer to stay at UNLV. I think that the league may wind up offering that somehow they share practice times at the Raiders facility, but that becomes an inconvenience. You don't want it to continue to uproot and move around. And again, that'll be up to them to decide. It'll be up to the league to see if it can address it in an appropriate way. I think that we haven't heard the last of it. And let's see how the Niners react once the players take the field but again like i was told there are seams on the practice field and it feels like they're practicing uh on a sponge surface yeah yeah so weird why can't they share the raider facility why is that such an inconvenience they're staying at lake las vegas right out with celine dion and daniel negrano it's a 45 minute drive the the raiders facilities in henderson which is a suburb not that far why don't they just split Sure. Why don't they just do what's good for the goose? Yep. Why don't Why don't the Chiefs go out to UNLV and, and and the 49ers come out and use the Raiders facility? Chiefs could have it for a couple of hours during the day. Yes. Niners could do it for a couple of hours after that. You can't. I guess you can't adjust schedule Super Bowl week because too many things are going on. Is that the problem? All right. Uh, there's also this to keep an eye on. Well, no one's safe. Then. There was an NFL player who was attacked by a coyote out on Lake Las Vegas, too. So it's like you lived out there for a while. Are they running uh, around? Out by that area. I will say this. I searched my phone last night because I, at one point I did have video of this. This is no exaggeration, folks. When you make the turn, there used to be a casino out there called um, Montalago Village. It was awesome. Yes. It's no longer there. Um, the building is, but not the casino. When you make that turn to go down there, there's like a grocery store and stuff. That's where the players are going to have to go pretty much. Multiple times when I lived out in that area... What is it? A pack of coyotes? Is it a herd? Do a herd of coyotes? I'm guessing yeah. the pack. Yeah. Five, six, seven coyotes. As soon as you really? make that turn to go down there, multiple well, they'll come times. After you though, I didn't. No, can't no. you just say go on, get, scoot? They no, they they would. They, yeah, they, of course, yes, they would. I was shocked by this. Even like when I was walking before, they wouldn't get too close. Now, if you don't know what it is, how many people are going to? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Do you think it's a dog? <laughs> you know, some people can't tell the difference between a, a timber wolf and a. Uh, 
Right. You know, a dog, some of these videos that we get, hey, what is that? Right. Oh, it's a bear that you actually have in your house now. It's not a dog. <laughs> but I, I can't imagine that they're too, too friendly overall. Oh, yeah. But they are definitely prevalent in that area of the city. Hey, Bobby. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Try to give him a snack. But how about there. that? Now we got to figure out, mm -hmm. because this tweet in Las Vegas locally is a trustworthy source on X for sure. I'm trying to decipher last night, an NFL player in town for the Super Bowl was attacked by a coyote last night at Lake Las Vegas, they said on X. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a player on either one of the teams. Mm -hmm. Plenty of players, current or former, are going to be in town for the Super Bowl. Imagine if this comes out, it's a uh, member of one of the two teams. No kidding. Oh, well, we would know by now, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, but that'd still be, that would be something. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up as well. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is designated to return from the IR. Running back, catches some passes from Patrick Mahomes. Will he be activated for the game? We shall see. But when it comes to a touchdown prop or a first touchdown prop, I was looking around. Only one book here in Las Vegas has him available. He was plus 550 anytime and 28 to 1 for the first touchdown. Not high enough for me to make a bet or tell you to go make a bet, but I will point this out. The Chiefs have scored the first touchdown of the game 15 out of their 21 games so far this year. And the players to do it most often, Pacheco had six of them. Rice had four, Kelsey three, McKinnon actually had two this year. If you go back to last year, first touchdown of the game for the Chiefs specifically, Travis Kelsey scored the first touchdown for KC nine times last year in a game. McKinnon did it five times. Wow. Mahomes liked to look at him around and near the goal line, red zone area, a lot. Now, Kelsey scored KC's first touchdown in all three playoff games last year. He scored the first touchdown of the game at Baltimore. He scored KC's first touchdown of the game at Buffalo. He scored a touchdown in any of the last nine playoff games, and McKinnon has scored seven games in a row overall. Um, so that did good information with that first touchdown. The other you, one, you, know who, you know who scored a touchdown in the last time, time these teams met in the Super Bowl? Use check. Yeah. It was a receiving touchdown, too. He's 10 to 1 anytime touchdown. Also, if you guys can find this, will someone score two touchdowns? Six of the last seven Super Bowls, someone has scored two touchdowns. I was surprised by that, too. Last, top I think of my it's head. like $1.40, uh, but shop around with that. I'm going to say top of my head last year definitely hurts. They had three. You had three last year? Yeah. I don't know if anybody else scored more than Bronk one. Gronk did a couple years ago. Yeah. Was it was it Chase or was someone did it in that in that uh, Ram? Uh, Gronk did it. Uh, the running back for Kansas City was it Williams did it. So oh yeah, that's right. It's it's a nice run too. So that's uh, six out of the last seven. Yeah. How about this? How about wow. this? A tight end. A tight end has never won Super Bowl MVP. Right. You want to draw a line through Kelsey then? You know I, I like Pacheco even more. That's good information. Uh, this segment is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine. For more Follow the Money, tune in every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, only on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment is being presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings' official flowers for Valentine. Look at that bump in shot. It's lying to you. It's raining right now. Yes. This was taken at a different at a different time. This is not current conditions here in Las Vegas. We tell the truth on our yeah, show. I just drove in through it, trust me. And people are freaking yeah. out. Oh, but maybe the sun will come out tomorrow. Actually, probably not. Probably in, not. In a couple of days. I think it's going to be Thursday, but that's, you know, it's fine. It's, it's still plenty of time. Yeah. There's a roof. There's yeah. a roof up there. Still plenty of time. That's Matt Brown. I'm Tim Murray. It is a DraftKings Network Super Week here in Las Vegas. Hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen. Las Vegas, the site of Super Bowl 58. What was it? Uh, T-minus, Matt, eight years ago. Uh, Tony Romo was told, ah, no, fantasy football. No, 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 no. I was a, I was speaking at that at that conference that got canceled. I like I, I was I was one of the guys that was going to be speaking on a panel there and then get, and get the whole like, yeah, that's uh, it's not going to happen after all, actually. That's just not going down. I was like, all right, well, and cool. then hit that fast forward yeah. button. And here we are, yeah. February 5th, 2024. And media day is about to take place at Allegiant Stadium. They all landed here in town. All right. A gentleman who was on the road last week, our good friend Thor Nystrom, was down at the Senior Bowl uh, in Mobile, Alabama. We're going to get his thoughts of what he saw down there. A couple tweets that <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, but let's get to the uh, the situation at hand. That is the Super Bowl. Uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs right now catching two uh, with a total of 47 and a half, Thor. Uh, let's just do it simple before we get into any prop bets that might intrigue you. Side and total, for Super Bowl 58, anything for you in the account already? I don't need the points. Give me the Chiefs. And I'm going to be taking the all lines up to minus 7, minus 10. I, I really like the Chiefs in this game. Obviously, a team coming on at the right time. And you're going to give me the better quarterback, the better defense, the better coaching staff, in my opinion, in a game like this where we know that they, I mean, what, four of the past five years that they played in it. I think Spags is going to have Purdy in a blender. This entire game last year, these teams played 44 to 23 Chiefs. Garoppolo got most of it in that, but Spags was in his bag for that. I think he will be in this one again. The six man pressures, the overloads, the simulated pressures, all that different stuff. Just again, confusing Brock Purdy. I think you're going to see him confuse Purdy into a couple mistakes there. Pat Mahomes going to take care of the rest. I, I like the Chiefs. Thor, everybody I've talked to, and it is literally everyone will come in. They've got an opinion on the side. No one wants to talk about the total. Seriously, nobody <laughs> wants. And, and it's evidenced by the fact that this thing is sat at 47 and a half for a week and a half now. Um, what is it about this total that it has everybody a little bit gun shy? Because I think everybody goes, ah, if I like the Chiefs, I probably like the under. But no one's willing to really kind of like plant that flag. 
I, yeah, I mean, I think it goes along with your handicap, right? And, and you know, I like the Chiefs. I definitely lean the under. I like the Chiefs side more than I like the total, but I certainly like the under as well and will be on the under for, for that reason, leaning the Chiefs. Thor Nystrom joining us here at Thor KU on Twitter. All right, Thor, before we get to your observations of the Senior Bowl, both Matt and I love to bet the NFL draft. Obviously, we haven't seen a ton of offerings yet, uh, and we'll have you on throughout the draft process. But before we get there, anything from a prop perspective jumping out to you? Obviously, there's props galore. Have you dug into the props and anything that uh, you're looking to fire on? You, you know I have, Tim. Um, I, I did I did the parlay of a Purdy interception with the Chiefs' money line. I did two Purdy interceptions with the Chiefs' money line. I like the Pacheco overs. You know, again, the way that I see this game going, I, I think Pacheco is going to get over that, that yardage mark. I like Pacheco to score a touchdown as well. Um, I'm on a lot of 49er underpassing, a lot of over Chiefs rushing, and then Chiefs on the side as well. Thor, whenever we look at the receivers in this game, we know the Chiefs play very, very good uh, outside against the outside receivers. I haven't heard a ton of people talking Ayuk and Debo either, uh, kind of leading into the week here. I know you said you lean towards unders. I mean, someone's got to have success on the 49ers side of things. Is it is it McCaffrey on the ground? Is it Kittle over the middle? Is it Debo running the little drag routes? Is, is it Ayuk figures a way to, to kind of beat these guys that really no one else has? I, I would guess the manufactured stuff for both Kittle and McCaffrey, yes. Um, I think Debo, if, you, if you're really starting to scratch for yardage, that's the guy that you're going to manufacture to on the outside. Ayuk could have some problems in this matchup just because of the strength of the, of the Chiefs secondary. And again, my expectation that Purdy doesn't play very well in this game, that's what leads me to that. But yeah, I, I think the, the passing attack of the 49ers is going to skew way more conservative trying to avoid those mistakes that I think are coming for Purdy, like I mentioned before. And I think that's where you get the, perhaps the over on the McCaffrey receiving, perhaps over on a George Kittle receptions. Thor Nystrom joining us here on VEASAN Primetime. So rocking with the Chiefs, looking at some alt possibilities there with the Chiefs, some uh, unique parlays with Purdy throwing some interceptions. Uh, let's get to the Senior Bowl and your observations. Uh, as I talked, uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, not a ton of offerings yet, but the one that Matt and I certainly are intrigued by it, and, and JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, who joins me on a regular basis too, is quarterbacks in the first round, right? We are pretty confident in knowing that Caleb Williams, uh, who, by the way, would have walked on today at Oklahoma. Anyone catch that? Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I saw that. It's ridiculous. Uh, we've got Jaden Daniels uh, and we've got Drake May. We know three are going. You got to see up close and personal Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr., who maybe could work their way in to the first round. What was kind of the, the talk in Mobile regarding those two quarterbacks down there at the Senior Bowl? If Bonix goes in the first round, the general manager for that franchise should be fired the next day and thrown in prison. <laughs> Bo, Bo, Bo Nix, a guy who struggled in the system beforehand at Auburn, where he had to sit back in the pocket, survey the field, and then throw it downfield. The stuff where he improved the last couple of years wasn't because of Bo Nix's improvements. It was because of the offensive system he was playing in. He had the third fastest uh, release time in the NCAA in, in, in terms of, you know, after the snap, getting it out because they just did a bunch of funnel screens on the outside, different stuff like that, or screening it to Bucky Irving. Uh, they didn't make him sit back in the pocket. That's why he ended up having that 45 to three TDI and T rate and why his pressure numbers are so good because they just had him get the ball out right away. When you have Bonick sitting back there in the pocket and allowing him to survey his option downfield, that's where you start getting in trouble. His arm is solid in the intermediate range. He, you know, he, he knows how to spin it, different stuff like that. The arm strength, though, is not a bazooka when you start going downfield, and he doesn't have the pocket presence for that either. He was inoculated from that because of the, the offensive system, like I mentioned. For me, he's a late third-round guy, maybe even a fourth-round guy. I know he's going to go above that in the NFL draft, but he should not be going in the first round. I, I would be very surprised if he ends up there. Michael Penix, I like him a little bit more because I, I like the arm talent a little bit more. Um, he was better in Mobile for sure, but he was just sort of what we expected, right? Like the things that, that he was good at in college, the arm talent, for instance, spinning it, different stuff like that, that stuff for sure translated. But he also, the things where he struggled on his tape in college, he was still struggling with that in, in Mobile. And the primary thing that I, the two primary ones, 
immediate immediate pressure, especially from the interior. Penix badly struggles with that because he's not very mobile. And then the other thing is throwing on the run. If you can pressure that guy immediately, you get him dead to rights. We saw this in college. When he was moved off his spot, he was one of the least effective quarterbacks in the FBS. When he gets to stay on his platform and not move around at all, he becomes one of the most effective quarterbacks in the FBS. He's a guy who's a specific fit for certain kinds of offensive systems where they're asking you to sit back there in the pocket. They don't need you to move around different stuff like that. He won't be a fit for other kind of teams but for me he's around two guy i don't Penix isn't going to go in the first round either the number is four jj mccarthy will be going in the first round those are your four quarterbacks thor i've talked myself into the fact that it's going to go quarterback 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 one to three even if chicago trades out it's going to be someone who wants a quarterback we know the need in washington and then new england even if they decide to get froggy and trade out which they shouldn't but if they try decide to trade out it's going to be someone i think probably coming up for a quarterback as well is that how you're starting to kind of lean here daniels of course getting a ton of love as well along the way over the last uh, month or so a thousand percent. Whether it's just those three teams in those three slots staying there and that holding serve or whether it's a team moving up like like you were sort of mentioning. But I, I do think it's going to go one, two, three quarterback just because those quarterbacks are so good between May Williams and Daniels there. And then I think that where you have that alley of where it's Vikings, Broncos, Raiders. Um, you know, in that 11 to 13 kind of a range. I think that's where McCarthy ends up going. Um, and again, I, I don't think one of those teams is going to be able to get there to 10 next or Penix. That, that's where you have like a Christian ponder, like, oh, we had to take a quarterback, but the rest of them were gone. So we'll just take one at 13. You'd like to think the NFL has learned from their lesson there. So I, I think we stop at four in the first round. All right, Thor, before we let you run one or two players in Mobile that you think work their way into the first round. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd say first round on Lad McConkey, but he's dang close. If he doesn't go in the first round, he's going to go right away on Friday. Another guy that I would say like that that blew the doors off in Mobile was Roman Wilson. Another guy who's probably going to play slot in the NFL. He's getting very close to the first round as well. Thor, great stuff, man. We appreciate it as always, and we'll talk to you as the draft process gets closer. Follow him on Twitter at ThorKU. VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is a numbers game. This segment is proudly presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it is DiGiorno. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin coming to you from the D here downtown. Going to be down on Media Row Thursday and Friday, you guys. I might join you on Friday. Might come over there and see what's might. going on. I think you might. I think Drew Dinsick tried to today and I, I, I faked him out. You little pump fake? <laughs> a little pump fake, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Drew, we, we got you anyway, buddy. Appreciate you being here on a Tuesday, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's actually crazy convenient. Uh, staying <laughs> at the Mandalay Bay, they have the um, you know media set up you know, down in the convention center here. So uh, everything's pretty centrally located. Uh, you can get to all the events and do all the activities and everything without having to go out and brave the elements. Uh, I don't know who called in this weather for Super Bowl week, but they can. Uh, uh, they should. They should have a, a serious, serious uh, soul searching of uh, why why we decided 50 degrees and rain was appropriate for uh, uh, a desert getaway weekend. But that's fine. Um, no, I, hopefully uh, you guys are uh, uh, handling the uh, influx of uh, NFL fans uh, well and uh, excited for the Super Bowl. Well, Drew, I, I look, and you you are a man of hair as well, as like me. And so the really the only problem <laughs> with this weather comes with, like, you know, the hair doesn't react the same. Mine's mine's gotten used to the dry, and it's gotten used to where I've gotten the, the product that works in the dry. and all. You, you add the, the, the wet and the humidity and all this, and, the, and then the days <laughs> of the rain and stuff. And, like, you know, I mean, I'm sh- you, you, you feel me, right? I mean, you know what's going on. Without without a question, yeah. yeah. You, want some, you want some extremely niche belly aching. Uh, the water here is a little hard. 
hard. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it's, 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 it, yeah, I, I usually have the, uh, the nice waves going and, uh, yeah, it's just absolute chaos. Yeah. It's just, you can't, you can't get it going. <laughs> Kelly's giggling. Cause he, you feel, you feel the pain. Come on. You, you know how it goes. Tough it up boys. Come on. Uh, Tough it. You gotta fight through the adversity. It's Super Bowl week. Come on. Listen, I, I haven't, I haven't found a backup product yet. Cause I don't need it. It only rains here like 12 yeah. times a year. So I don't have a backup exactly. product. I've only got to go with the one that I've got. So, all right, Drew, you're here because there's a thing that's happening here on Sunday. So uh, let's yeah, kind of yeah. go ahead and get into that. Kelly and I were talking about, and, and I definitely want to get your, your thoughts on the, on the side, but the interesting thing to me is we've, you know, saw this thing open at 48, gets down to 47 and a half, basically stuck in the mud for a week, uh, you know, over a week now at the 47 and a half. Do you expect there to be a lot of late action here on this total? You know, years past, we just knew that there was going to be an influx of over money. And, and if you wanted to bet the under, you waited and you waited and you waited because there was always going to be that. But I don't know. I mean, here we are and absolutely no movement for over a week. What do you think about the total just in general? Yeah, no, I, I think the total's fair at 47 and a half. Um, but, uh, I did see some places like circa popping at 48 yesterday and, you know, usually they're leading the market. Um, it's, you know, it's getting juicy to play 47 and a half at certain spots. And so I think uh, ultimately expecting this to tick up to 48, uh, is uh, reasonable, which means if you want the under, I do think you wait until close. Um, I lean under in this game, but it's not a strong lean. Uh, there's definitely plenty of scope for these two offenses to be, you know, in, in, pretty uh, outstanding form considering it's a, you know, a cl enclosed environment and a fast field. And they both have familiarity playing here and uh, they're both pretty much at full strength on offense in terms of skill position players. So um, yeah, this is, this, this could be uh, more of a shootout type of game like we saw last year, but uh, you know, as we stand right now, I have a little, you know, a lot more confidence in the Niners making their number than I do the chiefs just because there's been some extended, you know, periods of time during this season, uh, extended periods of time during this playoff run like the entire second half of the AFC championship game where the chiefs offense has kind of told you, hey, you know, we're not right. We're not the same old unit that you remember from years past. We're getting it done a different way. Like leaning into our defense here. So, um, you know, there's, you know, there are, are outcomes here where the Niners, uh, you know, are suffering from a little bit of uh, inexperience. Uh, Brock Purdy, of course, has never played in a game of this magnitude. So his, uh, you know, kind of coolness will be, uh, under scrutiny. Obviously, uh, he's going up against a very decent pass, uh, uh, you know, past, uh, pr um, coverage unit, uh, for the chiefs. And so if there's all of a sudden, surprisingly, you know, it's difficult for them to find uh, success through the air and they're entirely leaning on the ground game. Well, that should succeed. Uh, but that's going to wipe out clock. So, uh, I think that, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, if this is 48 and in into close, I'm probably going to have a small play on the under, but, uh, as we stand here right now, I think, uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well, it's a pretty good number. It's kind of hard to, not take notice of this whole second half under chiefs stuff that's been going on all season long at this point, whether you were trying to say, ah, oh, it's just noise. It's just noise. It's just noise. I mean, we've, we've gotten 20 games in. What is it? 18 and two or something, whatever, 17 and three, depending on what the number was when it closed. I, I mean, we kind of have to believe it at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I, there's a, there's a specific game state where I think it's very, very true. Uh, and it's chiefs with the lead at half, um, Andy Reid tacks into very conservative game script. And, uh, you know, the chiefs have kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess this is my general read on the, the entirety of, of what's going on here. Um, the chiefs were, and it were the most explosive, if not the most explosive passing offense in Mahomes' early years in the league and the defenses across the NFL had to adjust to be able to adapt to that style of attack and stop giving up the home run play to Mahomes. Uh, that has kind of propagated the two shell high two, you know, two high safeties, uh, shell coverages that you see everybody adopting nowadays. And you see the chiefs face more than any other team, uh, that has forced the chiefs to be able to matriculate the ball without making mistakes taking small chunks instead of big chunks. Uh, and with that comes, you know, three down, you know, three downs to, to, to get a first down. It comes with, uh, five first downs to get points. And so this, these second half drives that the chiefs have gone on, will just wipe out eight minutes a clock and they may not even get points out of it. And so it's, it's, uh, it's turned into, uh, you know, with the chiefs, um, not having to, uh, force their hand and go into their bag for sort of the surprise, explosive, innovative stuff. Uh, they just lean into the vanilla. Uh, and play game management in the second half of these games where they're where they're leading and uh, shorten the game and you know the, these totals are coming in way under the fact that it is you know these second half totals are kind of influenced by people kind of 
taking the chiefs at face value with Mahomes as their quarterback and a dynamic offensive potential is, and having higher totals in general for these second halves is a factor as well, obviously. But, uh, I think ultimately, uh, you know, the chiefs with the lead play a certain style of football that uh, shortens the game. And honestly, the way that the Niners are rostered and the way that the weaknesses of the chiefs defense manifest with largely their run rush defense, that the Niners might play this way, you know, play that way as well. So, um, I can see either of these teams having a meaningful lead at halftime. I lean the Niners, you know, being the more successful team in the first half. And if we get to that point, could you see a very, very uh, short second half and a very low total? I would be, I would 0% shocked by that. So, uh, you know, if you, if you made me say, Hey, blind, blind bet the second half, you know, regardless of game state, I'm taking the under. Talking to Drew Densick, you can find him over at NBC Sports Bet. You can get that podcast, The Deep Dive. If you have not already, which certainly if you listen to this program, you're already subscribing to that podcast. But if you haven't already, Deep Dive Podcast, you can find him on the Twitter machine at whale underscore capper as well, Drew. So I think you kind of tipped your hand right, right there. You said you're you're leaning towards the, the Niners. Is this a bet that's already in your account? Do you like the number where it's at right now? Do you think it might get under two because of the popularity of Kelsey and Mahomes and all the stuff that's going on there? Yeah, I've been kind of curious by that, but uh, you know the 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 change in direction that we saw early in the week last week, I think was sort of the sign that this is uh, now probably going to be where we, you know, force this number into the close. Um, I could see a little bit of action on the chiefs money line as people are kind of enticed into just taking the plus money there instead of getting involved with the two points. And uh, so you could get a little bit of an interesting kind of diverging from what the math would tell you on the spread between the money line and minus two, uh, which will be fascinating to see if if that, uh, that gets corrected, but uh, ultimately, Ultimately, um, I'm leaning Niners win. I bet the Niners to win. I bet Purdy MVP. Um, and I think, um, uh, you know, as we get closer, I'm going to be strongly considering some Niners alt spreads here just because there's definitely, in my opinion, a game state where uh, the Niners defense you know, shows you a much better effort than what you saw against uh, the Lions or the Packers. And uh, realistically, that Niners pass rush, if they're effective in this game, if they can generate quick, quick pressures with four, uh, you know, rushing Mahomes, then I think you can absolutely keep this chiefs offense in a box. And at that point, uh, you know, you can uh, run it down their throats, convert, uh, you know, your, your explosive plays from, you know, second and short, third and short, uh, and, uh, you know, have a, a pretty successful day overall offensively. If you're the Niners offense in this one. So, um, you know, I think, outside of the Mahomes being the better quarterback and, you know, Kelsey being, you know, an all time, you know, a future hall of famer. Um, there are no real, uh, head to heads where you look at, uh, talent versus talent on any of the, uh, kind of matchups across the field and say, there's an advantage for the chiefs. Um, you know, the chiefs strongest part of their entire team is their pass defense and, uh, and coverage in general, but they're going up against Brandon. Ayuk and Debo Samuel who are kind of the most dynamic one, two wide receiver going right now. So it's to me, at least I, I think there's uh, if you want to kind of lean into talent, if you want to try to understand why the Niners are favorites, they're just more talented at so many levels of the field and, uh, you know, the questions of the test are pretty easy for them in terms of run the ball successfully. Um, let Purdy kind of, you know, do, do his, uh, do his thing, uh, in the red zone. And, uh, and then at that point, uh, you know, let your, let your front four dictate the, uh, uh you know, dictate the game when you, you're playing defense. And I think uh, that could be enough. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber to get access to daily sports betting articles, betting tools, power rankings, and picks sent to your inbox every day. Head to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VSIN, V-S-I-N. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code VSIN. DraftKings, the crown is yours. We welcome you back. VSIN Super Week here, Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Evan Washburn, of course, great NFL on CBS sideline reporter is going to be on the Super Bowl 58 call. We welcome in Evan. And just out of curiosity for us that don't know how it works logistically, Evan, be curious what the rest of your week looks like. When's the travel? How much <laughs> goes into it? It's a lot. Hey, fellas. Yeah, no, it is. I'm here. I got here yesterday. You're already there. Uh, I'll be here. I'll be here all week. So it, they kind of spread out what would uh, be necessary for, for a Sunday broadcast over the course of four or five days. And, and obviously everything's magnified. So there's a few more meetings, a few more rehearsals, and, and then some other things on top of that. So it's, uh, it's a busy-ish week, but it can be a long week, but I'm excited for it. Evan, I'm going to go backwards a little bit because you live in the uh, Beltway area. What is the vibe? What was the vibe like after the Ravens lost to Kansas City and the narrative with Harbaugh and uh, Lamar Jackson in the area? Yeah, vibes were down, as you would imagine. I mean, I, I haven't I've lived there for 10 plus years, seen the level of excitement that there was for that game on Sunday. And then to, to have it go the way it did, where they didn't just lose, but they lost playing their worst game of the season. When it comes to Harbaugh and, and Lamar, I think there's disappointment from the fan base in, in how the staff performed and, and obviously how the players performed. But there wasn't, it isn't a situation where based off of that game, there's this feeling that sweeping change needs to be made. It's just more how did this happen in this game? And, and again, some frustration from the fan base. Evan Washburn, NFL on CBS. Of course, CBS with the call of Super Bowl 58. Evan will be there. I have to ask you, because I don't think I've ever seen you trip over a word or look nervous at all. There's going to be, I don't know, record amounts of people watching the Super Bowl from all over the world. Does it ever make you nervous at all? Oh, 100%. I get, I get nervous every time I do something. I think if you don't, then you don't care. So I think it's a... It's a delicate balance. I like to use the word excitement as opposed to nervous because nervous kind of has a negative connotation. So, yeah, there's the, the excitement and the, the nerves and the feeling, you know, in your stomach. And then the coolest thing about this game, having done it now three times, so this would be the fourth Super Bowl, once you get through all the pageantry of the pregame and you get through your first hit and, 
there's this awesome moment of the anthem that we all get to experience and then the flashbulbs, the kickoff. It's honestly a normal football game and in some ways it's less intense than even what we experienced last Sunday because of the environment in the stadium. You got two fan bases and then a lot of, uh, I would say, corporate fans too. So it's just a different type of event. But absolutely, you're going to have some nerves. Evan, you've had an opportunity to see the Chiefs in person. What has it been about this team defensively that has really catapulted them and stood out from your perspective why they've been so good? And let's be real here, to a certain extent, carried this offense at times. No doubt. They're the reason they're in this game. And I think it starts with Brett Beach and the front office and the way they've drafted the moves they've made in the offseason to build out that defense around Chris Jones. And I think the personnel is, is fantastic. Outside of Jones, there's not necessarily A-listers, but man, they're deep and they're talented in every level. And then it all surrounds what Steve Spagnuolo has been able to do. And look, he's been there for a while. He's a former head coach. People know who he is, but this is his, his masterpiece this year and what he's been able to build with this group. And confusing some of the most productive offenses and that's the game within the game Sunday is Kyle Shanahan kind of the modern day offensive mind go up against kind of the old school Steve Spagnuolo and what he wants to do that that's worth worth the price of admission right there and Evan you mentioned Kyle and pressure is an interesting word because it's kind of nebulous how do you measure it but the Chiefs if they don't win a Super Bowl they've done so much this is a big moment for Kyle his personality and all the times you've covered him what do you take from him I mean he's got a swagger about him he's got a confidence that that comes from having grown up in this league and been on the sidelines for Super Bowls when his dad's winning them with the Broncos and then being the young, I mean, he was Sean McVay before Sean McVay in a lot of ways when he was the youngest coordinator in the league and youngest position coach. And yeah, specific to the pressure, I think it's the last thing on his resume that needs to be checked for him to enter that next group, if you will. It's an imaginary list or tier, but if Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl, he's right there in terms of the best coaches currently. And then based off of age and what they're building, he could kind of make himself one of the best ever. Evan, I could be wrong. You know, LeBron's always got his fan base and then he's got some detractors. Even though Mahomes is a is thorn in everybody's side in the league, I don't hear, and I could be wrong, too much negative about him. Tell us a little bit about his personality, his leadership, and why this dynasty combined with him and Andy Reid uh, along with Kelsey has been so great. Yeah, it's, it's a good point, good observation. I'm sure there's plenty of opposing fan bases in Baltimore would be one of them that aren't huge fans of him, but nobody is critical of him, the person or his personality or his style. And I think that comes from just how authentic he is. I mean, even his, his poking fun at his own physical physique after the AFC championship game is, is a great example of he kind of gets it. He knows that he's got all the gifts one could ever want, but he wants to still feel like a guy that people can know and, and understand. And he's real close with a lot of his, family and friends from back in Texas. And, and I think you saw that in the quarterback show on Netflix, that that was such a great window into a guy that we've kind of come to know. I mean, we've done, I know our crew, Ian and, and company did his first start when he became the full-time starter out in LA when they took on the chargers and just to kind of see his growth where he's become the face of the league, but his personality is kind of the same as the, as the young guy we met, whatever that was three, four years ago. And I'm sure Evan Washburn, of course, uh, NFL on CBS, going to be there for the Super Bowl. Can't wait. Six days now. I'm sure you've covered Andy Reid plenty. Kind of some little rumors that if he wins another one, maybe he'd step away. He feels like a lifer to me. What have you taken away from your interactions with Reid? Look, at this age and this stage, I think it's fair to always sprinkle that in. I don't think there's been any real tangible reporting to that being a reality. And I don't know why he would outside of other things, maybe pulling him in different directions, because he, along with Brett Beach and, and obviously Mahomes, have built something that's really sustainable here. And I think that's what's going to be the, the fun journey to go on as someone that covers this league or fans is to see how Mahomes manages the inevitable change that's going to happen around him. And what separates him from Brady outside of the Super Bowl rings right now is that Tom didn't have to do that without Belichick. And there's a reality 
that Mahomes, if he's going to play as long as I imagine he wants to and wants to rack up these numbers and hopefully be Super Bowls, he's probably going to have to do it without Andy Reid at some point. But it just doesn't feel like that's the case right now. Evan, San Francisco wins if? San Francisco wins if they can play the game on their terms offensively. The defense for San Francisco, while it's got a lot of the same names and and their high-end players, has just not played at the level of intensity and hasn't impacted games like they did for much of last year. They've had moments, but they're going to win this game if their offense is that train running downhill with Christian McCaffrey and they've got their motions and they've got this Chiefs defense on their heels. Everything we expected Baltimore to do last week. If San Francisco can do that, then I think they win this game. Okay, Evan, we'll have a great call. I know you're busy, so we appreciate a few minutes. Evan Washburn, NFL on CBS, sideline reporter, Super Bowl 58 right there on CBS, at Evan Washburn on Twitter. Thank you, Evan. You got it, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, thank you. That's the big guy. I, I like the, the question you asked him about uh, being nervous. You know, I'm glad you didn't say to him, hey, by the way, it's going to be about 105 million watching you, but, you know, that's a great question. The big guy, he, he, I could just see it. We should pull up, we should pull up some of your old school tapes. Oh, from my side recording? Oh, yeah. When it starts to get when, when it when it starts to get a little slow on the program, we can run the sideline reports from the big guy. <laughs> my man was dialed in, eyes dilated, everything was popping. Hey, me and Evan were co-workers for one day. I was CBS Sports Network's uh, sideline reporter. Valdosta State hosting North Alabama, the biggest loss in Blazers history. I think they lost seventy-three to ten. The surprise would have been to me if it didn't involve Valdosta State. Uh, no, those are the only people who accepted me ever in my life. That's why I love them. So have you guys ever got together about your divergent paths from that point? No, because successful people like him don't hang out with me on the side. <laughs> can we stop with the self-deprecation? We well, had the conversation put it last on week. The sheet. It's Weedleson. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.